Throughout history, many things have been decoded, from hieroglyphics to the encrypted messages from our allies, but also our enemies during wars. Dr. Kristen Lauder uses her skills and knowledge of the math needed to decode and to unlock hidden data almost every day. Apart from her amazing decoding skills, Dr. Lauder has founded and been a part of organizations that not only recognize her contribution to math, but also uplifts other women in her field and others. I'm Alana. I'm Ashley. I'm Emily. I'm Kennedy. And I'm Tamar. Welcome to the Girls Talk Math Podcast on Kristen Lauder and the amazing world of elliptic curve cryptography. Kristen Lauder was born in Wisconsin in the late 1960s. From a very young age, she was interested in math. Her father would give her story problems in the car that she would solve with him, and she loved it. Imagine being interested at such a young age. Right? I mean, solving story problems in the car, her love for solving problems and doing math. When she entered school, she was placed at an accelerated pace in math by her teachers. She loved it and moved through it very quickly. Honestly, Kristen was amazing, being so good at math and working on it at such an accelerated rate. And it's not just like she was only good at math. She graduated from high school at the age of 15, which goes to show how smart she is. After she graduated, Kristen Lauder entered university at the University of Chicago for a bachelor's degree in mathematics. She had always been talented at math and was first placed into a freshman honors calculus class. Lauder struggled in this class and it was so much more difficult than any of her other high school classes. She actually considered dropping it. One day she came to her professor, Jill Piper, with the form already complete to drop the class. All that was missing was the professor's signature. So that was it? Her professor signed the form and Lauder dropped calculus? No. Actually, Jill Piper refused to sign the form. She knew that Kristen Lauder had something in her and could work to continue in her math class. As a result, Lauder kept the class, and she stuck with it all the way until the end, even when other students started dropping the class one by one. By the end of the semester, over half of the class had dropped it. Looking back on this, Lauder is very proud that she kept the course and still remembers Pfeiffer as one of the most influential figures in her life. In 1990, Lauder graduated with a bachelor's degree in mathematics. And then she went on to graduate school, right? Actually, after she graduated, graduate school wasn't really on her agenda. She only decided to go after a professor had recommended it to her. Then she got her master's and Ph.D.? Yep, she received her master's degree in 1991 and her Ph.D. in 1996. While she was in graduate school, Lauder was one of the few women in her classes. She created a group of these women who were in graduate school for a math or natural science degree. They studied together as well as playing games and socialized. Lauder says that this group was really helpful and encouraged her as she completed her degrees. She doubts she would have even made it through graduate school without them. After graduation, Lauder moved to Michigan, where she worked at the University of Michigan, teaching coding theory and cryptography for engineering students. The engineering students and professors inspired her, and she liked how they were able to use math with practical applications in the real world. She became very interested in how she could use coding theory and cryptography in practical applications. This began to turn her mind away from teaching and towards research and applications. Like working at Microsoft Research. Exactly. In 1999, Lauder began working at Microsoft Research. She loves her job at Microsoft, saying that, I would say I think it's a very rewarding career. 
and coming to Microsoft Research as, for example, an intern or a visitor is a great way to kind of get your foot in the door and test the waters. You can see if you like the kind of fast-paced collaborative environment. In my experience is that most interns that come to my group in the summer, the answer is yes, they love it. They're more productive than when they're just working by themselves and they're inspired by the challenging problems and seeing all the great people around them doing great research. Dr. Lada arrived at Microsoft to focus on her research on elliptic curve cryptography, a technology that hadn't been widely used yet. Wait, what is elliptic curve cryptography? To understand elliptic curve cryptography, we first need to define cryptography. Cryptography is used almost all the time. Let's suppose you're buying something on Amazon. To do so, you're going to use your credit card. How do you make sure your credit card information is secure? This is done through cryptography, which uses mathematical algorithms to encrypt your data so that hackers cannot intercept it. Cryptography is most commonly used in e-commerce and the cloud. Public key cryptography is a branch of cryptography that deals with online interactions when people are interacting publicly but ending with something that's secret. It's based in number theory and is used in key exchanges and digital signatures. So let's get into elliptic curves. An elliptic curve, much like its name, is an actual curve. They're special in that one can take two points and add them together to encrypt data. Elliptic curve cryptography is a relatively new technology in that it was first proposed in 1985. So elliptic curves are a new discovery? It's important not to get elliptic curves confused with elliptic curve cryptography. Elliptic curves have actually been studied for more than 100 years. However, cryptography was not proposed until 1985 with widespread use beginning in 1999. That was when Dr. Lauder was hired at Microsoft. Exactly. Dr. Lauder was granted numerous patents for her work on elliptic curve cryptography, which she focused much of her research on. Her advancements helped to make it more secure and widespread. Now, Dr. Lauder didn't only work on elliptic curve cryptography, she also studied and made huge advancements in the branch of cryptography called homomorphic encryption. What is that? It's actually less complicated than it sounds. Homomorphic encryption is a special form of encryption that allows for mathematical properties of encrypted data to be preserved. This makes it possible to do computations on the data without needing to decrypt it before you try to add the encryption form of the number 2 with the encrypted form of the number 5, you would end with something gibberish. Instead, you would need to decrypt the 2, decrypt the 5, add them to get 7, and then encrypt the 7. This is not as secure as your data needs to be decrypted multiple times. With homomorphic encryption, you can add the encrypted forms of 2 and 5 to result in the encrypted form of 7. In the past, we've discussed that Dr. Lauder wanted to use her knowledge for practical applications. What are the practical applications of homomorphic encryption? Homomorphic encryption has been commonly used in machine learning, building mathematical models, private AI, and the collection of genomic data. If you send a sample of DNA to find your heritage or risk for diseases, you may wonder how your DNA is kept secure. It is encrypted using homomorphic encryption, which allows the AI to draw conclusions and predictions from the data while still keeping sensitive data secure. I think I'm understanding now. Great. Homomorphic encryption is a very new technology that Dr. Kristen Lauder has been working on a lot. It's only 10 years old. Dr. Lauder feels that cryptography is essential in today's economy for security of our e-commerce, our cloud, and all of our online presence and interactions. After all, she spent much of her life working on it. 
While working at Microsoft, Lauder's knowledge of encryption became more important and useful. In her first five years of working at Microsoft, she gathered a team and together they researched and developed their own cryptography code for different platforms. She says, my vision of the future is all data would be stored in the cloud in encrypted form. One of the first things that she began working on was with super singular isogeny graphs. Now, a super singular isogeny graph is a class of connected graphs that arise in computational number theory and have been applied in elliptic curve cryptography. These were complicated, and she was trying to work to develop a cryptography algorithm from them, but she and her team were stumped. This was in 2005, the year when it was discovered that the old hash function could be decrypted. This was a major problem in the world of cybersecurity and cryptography. Wait, what's a hash function? A hash function is the cryptography algorithm that is used to encrypt your passwords. It is created so that once the password has been encrypted, it cannot be decrypted. Then how is it useful? It's useful in that it keeps your password super secure. So when you have put your password into a website, it goes through the hash function, and the computer then checks if the hash from your password is the same as the hash in their database. If it's a match, then you can log in. I get it now. So since super-singular isogeny graphs were impossible to encrypt and decrypt, Loader developed a hash function from them and presented it at the NIST hash function competition, along with one of her coworkers. Still, at Microsoft, she not only developed her own cryptography code, but working with encryption with the cloud. Not only does she learn about encryption, but she also taught tutorials as well. A specific tutorial on homomorphic encryption allowed her to meet some eyelash organizers who she explained her encryption techniques, such as edit distance and chi-squared statistics. Wait for a second, what is iDash? iDash is a digital monitoring system and they hosted a secure genome analysis contest. Kristen and her team won the edit distance track of that competition. Wow, her tutorial must have really been good if it grabbed attention of a big company like iDash. Exactly! In addition to her work in cryptography, Kristen Lauder is also known for her work with other women in mathematics and her efforts to pique women's and girls' interest in math. Speaking of math, she has many thoughts about the actions of people in math. She believes that as mathematicians, our approach is to think hard about the problems we are trying to solve and figure out the best algorithms that we know for solving them. So, if I wasn't before, then I firmly became algorithmic number theorist when I came into cryptography. In 2008, Dr. Kristen Lauder co-founded the Women in Number Network, often abbreviated to WIN. Dr. Lauder claims WIN is her proudest achievement, saying, So, after a while, I got really frustrated that there were not any um, women being invited to number theory conferences. And what I did was, with two friends, I started what we call Women in Numbers. So Women in Numbers was initially just a conference for women in number theory, but we decided to do it in a different format. Instead of everybody goes and gives talks, everybody comes and is in groups, kind of like what you guys are doing, um, working on problems or working on, you know, we actually each work on, each group works on a research problem and we publish a paper based on our, our work. And so this model, the win, what we call the win model now, um, was so popular. Women, the women in number theory uh, that, that came really loved it. 
the student, graduate students that came loved it and the junior faculty and postdocs and even the senior women really uh, loved the chance to all work together and um, you know learn intensively but also be very productive and the environment was so positive that it's now turned into a kind of a whole huge movement that we started so that that's my proudest achievement is starting win and all of the um, the networks what do the women in number network do the women in number network holds many conferences for women who are working in number theory to come and share their research and findings and to connect with others in their fields the first conference was held in 2008 and was known as the 2008 WIN Conference. WIN also allows for collaborations from different women in number theory. It has published about 50 research papers, each of which were written by four to seven number theorists. Today, the WIN network has over 200 women and also includes WINE, the Women in Numbers in Europe. WIN provides ways to give back to the community, something that Lauder has always believed in through many volunteering opportunities. One of the later things that Wynn has been working on is to encourage girls to enter the field of mathematics. They've prepared a model called the Wynn model to help accomplish this goal. They feel that the most beneficial way to get girls involved in math is to increase female faculty and school math departments from 10% to 30%. Lotta reflects back on her time with her calculus professor, Jill Piper, fondly and wants for every girl to have the opportunity to connect with a female professor in math. Later, during her time as president of the Association for Women in Mathematics, she received a $750,000 grant to implement the WIN model into schools, and this has made huge progress toward her goal. Once 30% is reached, Lauder feels the final goal of 50% will not be hard to achieve. Did you know Kristen has also been president? Um, no. I think I would have known if she had been the president of the United States. Oh no, sorry. I meant she served as president of the Association for Women in Mathematics. Oh, right. She began her presidency on February 1st, 2014 and ended on January 31st, 2017, serving a two-year term. She also helped co-organize the AWM 40th Anniversary Conference at Brown with Jill Pfeiffer, a past president of AWM and Georgia Bencart. Jill Pfeiffer, her past professor? That's right. On the topic of female researchers, Kristen wants to help connect young women with talent to successful futures. When asked about the future women in her field, she believes it is a very rewarding career. She says that it is a fast-paced collaborative environment and the interns that have come to her group before enjoyed their time. Along with her passion for elliptic curve cryptology, Dr. Lauder would like to create a Grace Hopper-like conference for women in mathematics. She believes that there is still a lot of work to do to give women more opportunities and interest in the mathematical fields. Dr. Kristen Lauder is truly an amazing person and mathematician. She has published over 50 articles and three edited volumes about her work. Her research has also appeared in many publications, including Science, American Scientist, and Technology Review. She has also been awarded the Selfridge Prize in Computational Number Theory in 2008 and elected to the 2015 Fellows of the American Mathematical Society. She also holds more than 50 patents. Today, she is best known for her work in number theory, analytical geometry, homomorphic encryption, and elliptic curve cryptography. She is still employed at Microsoft Research, where she manages a team of researchers in the cryptography lab.
Kristen Lauder still values giving back to the community and is part of many interdisciplinary project teams that include mathematicians, computer scientists, developers, bioinformatics researchers, and business people. She works to empower young girls and to encourage them to enter the mathematical field. She offered a piece of advice to females who are interested in math for a future career. As much as possible, I mean, I, I don't think that there should be so much pressure on, on kids as there, as there is. I don't, I don't want to put any extra pressure on you. But if, if, you, if you enjoy it and you can find the opportunity, I think it's a really good idea to do internships when you're in college. Um, my, my daughters even got to do an internship when they were in high school. Um, after, their, um, after their junior year, they did an internship at Microsoft and they loved it. Um, honestly, they liked it a lot more than school, really. And you know, you get to work, you work on programming, but you're working on something that's solving real problems and it's just fun. She was also recently chosen to be the polio lecturer for the Mathematical Association of America, lasting from 2018 to 2020. Thank you to Dr. Kristen Lauder for the chance to be able to interview her during our time of creating this podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you for tuning in for our Girls Talk Math podcast, where we uncover the secrets of the secret word of cryptography through the life of Kristen Lauder. Once again, I'm Alana. I'm Ashley. I'm Emily. I'm Kennedy. And I'm Tamar. are smart every equation you do is a form of art it's time to get together to fly a rocket build a house and control the weather with math 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 yes who here likes math is not a man you could be a female mathematician